Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lynn, the Founder and Chief Editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And today's guest is Francois Boudoir. He's AVP and CISO at Inspira Health. Welcome, Francois. Thank you. Glad to be here. I guess I should have said bonjour, Francois. <laughs> I would say bonjour back at you. Oh, nice. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and Inspire Health. Yes, so Inspire Health, uh, we're a uh, hospital system in uh, south, southern New Jersey. We cover five counties. Uh, we have uh, three acute care facilities uh, and uh, probably 150 to 200 access points uh, wow. covering from you know physicians' offices to uh, to imaging centers, et cetera, et cetera, RG cares and all that. Uh, personally, uh, I have uh, I've been in the United States for 40 some years. Uh, I come from France, uh, as if you couldn't tell. <laughs> and uh, awesome. and uh, yeah, I got here and I just didn't want to go back. So I stayed in the States. I love it here. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to learn about your approach to security at Inspira Health. So as you look at it, what do you see are some of the biggest challenges that health systems are facing today when it comes to cybersecurity? So uh, the thing I'm struggling with right now is the lack of resource. It's uh, mm -hmm. difficult to, uh, to get any kind of qualified uh, participants or, or employees to, to work in, uh, in InfoSec. Um, you can get starting level, but as soon as you want to go up one level or two, it, it becomes a little difficult. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we deal with that going with staffing, staffing companies, obviously. We, uh, uh, we don't get enough people uh, applying for the positions on our, on our website yet. Um, besides that, um, healthcare is a much bigger target than it used to be. Uh, it's uh, uh, the, 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 the example is the credit card, the cost of a credit card on the dark web is uh, the credit card number is, is a few cents. Uh -huh. And the cost of medical record is about 40 to $50 on the dark web. So that's, uh, you know that that makes it a bigger target, uh, a much bigger target, uh, more profitable for the for the bad guys. And uh, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, the weakest point is always the uh, the user. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And in uh, in healthcare, our nature as healthcare providers is to provide help. Mm -hmm. So if you're going, if you're calling me and you're asking me for my help. I'm going to listen. I'm going to try to give you as much help as I can, uh, which is great, except that if you're a bad guy, you're asking for help, usually it's not going to go very well. Yeah. So uh, it, it, on the security awareness side, it's, it's pretty challenging. Yeah. No, I mean, to your point, I think everyone's facing workforce challenges, uh, you know, and cybersecurity is such a demand, right? I think that's a problem. Yeah. Even when you have the budget to hire someone, you can't find them. It's a, it's a big challenge, you know, on, on the second point, uh, 
you know, it's also interesting the ransomware side of it, right? Where it's it's almost criminal to not pay the ransomware to try to get back so you can take care of the patients because lives are literally at stake and yet paying it doesn't necessarily actually solve the problem, right? So it, that that's, I think, even a complicated thing. And then to your point, you know, I heard one health system CIO say, or C, I think it was CIO or CISO, I can't remember. I'm worried about my 21,000 points of vulnerability, which was their 21,000 staff people, right? which is hard to manage. I think that's what you're yeah. saying, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, ransomware. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's definitely one thing. On, on top of that, it can be illegal to pay the ransom. Mm -hmm. if, if the, the ransomware uh, attack comes from North Korea, for example, uh, the FBI already does not want you to pay the ransom. Sure. But that kind of nation state and that makes it completely Even illegal more. to pay the ransom. So now you already have a problem, right? Yeah. So what are you doing to address these challenges? Like in the workforce, are you looking to outsource more just because you can't find the talent or, you know, and how do you, how are you, you know, are you educating your staff? What are some of the things you're doing to address these challenges? Yeah. So that, that's really a good point. I, I'm, I'm very big into mentoring my staff, but certainly education is, is a very important uh, uh, part of what we do. I send them to conferences. I want them to participate into, uh, into professional organizations. Uh, you know, the, you, you name it, there are so many out there. So yeah, I actually put down their, on their evaluation that to make sure that they do participate, they go to meetings and, and they bring things back to us because they, it expands their, their uh, field of vision. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's, uh, to me, that's, that's really important to get people that to, they hear from someone else who has the same problems and maybe a different approach, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's definitely something we do. I call that truth in employee reviews. Once it's on their job description and part of their review, they actually do it. So <laughs> I think there's yes. a lesson there. <laughs> yes. I also ask them to, uh, to work on certifications. And uh, because I'm, I'm pretty big on that, it's nice to have a college degree. It just shows me what you can do, uh, you know, potential. But certification means you've been exposed to, to some of those things. And, and to me, that's, uh, uh, that's pretty important. And that's on the job descriptions. And then the last thing is I'm pushing my employees to go out and, and speak to mm. conferences or to present a program or... Uh, present their ideas because when you speak, you really have to uh, to work on what you're going to speak about, and it just uh, it just hones their skills a little a little better. So yeah, that's actually a great example, right? If you want to prove you know it, uh, write something about it or speak about it, and you <laughs> it forces you to dive deep into it. That's that's great. You know, another thing I hear a lot from healthcare organizations is talking about third-party risk. And, you know, as we're connecting every health system where, you know, every healthcare technology, you know, we're implementing a lot of those systems, you know, you start to worry about third-party risk. And, you know, we saw that with the Cronus ransomware, for example. How are you approaching cybersecurity when it comes to this, like, third-party risk? Well, we have a vendor security management program in place. Uh, that starts from the onboarding of the vendor, uh, where we 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 
pretty much evaluate their security program. We have a few chosen questions that kind of tells us if they're if they know what they're doing or right. not, or they tweet infosec seriously, and you can tell fairly quickly if they do or if they don't. Right. For example, do they have a CISO? Well, if they don't have a CISO, <laughs> that's a, a good indication. Like, Hello. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we we do that. We we evaluate them. We classify them from low to medium to high risk, and then that will a uh, high risk. For example, we change our uh, the, our uh, limit of liability on our BA or you know that that kind of thing, and 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 actually we give them remediations on on the things that make them high risk and. Mm. Uh, we try to make them uh, make those vendors uh, comply so that we don't have to worry about them. So are you doing this with a bunch of Excel documents like some organizations no. are you using a software? How are you approaching it? Yeah, we use, we, we're using, uh, we are using software. It is managed by um, uh, most of the work is done by a third party, but they're using software that we have. Uh, it's a GRC uh, software uh, that 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 we use that works very well. It includes uh, it includes the assessment and the responses to the questions and all that. And we can review all that and evaluate the uh, the the risk category or where the, the vendors are. Gotcha. I think the other challenge is you do it once, but then like a year later, are they still compliant? Do you incorporate that into your process or how are you approaching yep. kind of the ongoing fact that cybersecurity changes quickly? Right. So depending on their risk category, uh, we either resurvey the vendors once a year if they're high risk uh, or every three years when they're low risk. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, you know, do you have any tips for getting leadership on board? I mean, do you use some of the software to do it to kind of, you know, get the backing? I, you know, I think that's the other challenge, you know, is uh, many leaders don't understand. I think it's changing thanks to all the yeah. incidents, which is a sad thing to say, thanks to all the incidents. But, uh, you know, any tips on getting leadership on board? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I have a great tip, which is involve them into your IR test. If you do an incident, if you test your incident response program, get the executives in a room and do, do an exercise with them and, and then do it with your technology team, of course, but do it with the executives and you're actually surprised. They, they, I mean, they, they're right on the money. My, my executives uh, react extremely well to all. We did, we did two uh, this year. And they uh, they were they were right on point for everything. Um, and I, another tip that is really interesting is the second exercise we did uh, was at no cost. We got a cyber insurance company to hold hmm. that for us. Okay. And when it came time to renew, they were pretty happy with us because they knew we were doing those exercises, and it, they 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 see this as a as a, as a good thing that we're doing for our program, you know? Yeah. I actually thought what you were saying to get them involved, you should send a phishing attack to them, a fake one, you know, <laughs> which well, we I think probably would work as well. <laughs> well, no, we do that, but the phishing is, uh, it's, it's very, um, uh, it, it goes very, very quickly. If you fall for it, you, 
you know, you go through the training program and that's it. And then you move on. The, the, the exercise really, to me, is, is the best way because they're, they're really getting involved. Plus, they're all together in the same room. It's not a personal thing. It's a team effort. Right, and right. they build even more on that. So, yeah. When I imagine they're going through scenarios in their head, oh, what else would this mean for the business? And what else would this mean for the PR? And, and so then it changes their perspective. Is that the idea? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, uh, when we did the first exercise, the board was involved. So the okay. board was before the, the exercise. Then we did the exercise with the executives. And at the end, we called the board back to give them an update on everything that we had decided. And uh, so, yeah, there's a strong, strong, strong uh, influence of the, the business. Obviously, we have to align everything we, we do to the, to the business. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think that we've seen a, a shift, you know, from security, which, you know, before was like, do I do a firewall? You know, do I change networks, et cetera, et cetera, you know, antivirus? To now looking at things like disaster recovery and business continuity and the impact that a cybersecurity disaster can have, how are you looking at that and approaching the disaster recovery and business continuity? Yeah, so the first thing we do is uh, we do a business impact analysis, BIA. We do that. That allows us to define our uh, business continuity plan. And then from there, we go to the disaster recovery, which is the second part of, you know, getting back on, on our feet. Mm-hmm. And then the last is the testing of the incident response. So there's really four components that uh, you can't forget. You can't forget any of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the business impact analysis, it allows us to, to classify, for example, let's take an example of servers to, to recover our servers. Uh, if we had a disaster, we lost the, 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 the data center for uh-huh. whatever reason. Uh, you look, we looked, we've classified all of our servers in tiers. The first tier being, believe it or not, it's the infrastructure server be, servers because without them, we can't get back to work. <laughs> yeah. But after that, we've defined that there are systems that are more, that we should prioritize more than, than others to get back. The archival system, is certainly a, a, a tier two or tier three. It's not going to be a, a tier one where we need the system to get back and treat patients, for example. So that we, we tier those servers and it kind of gives us our methodology on how to get, uh, get our environment back together. Interesting. I think that's something that people forget about, maybe because in other areas it, it doesn't apply the same way, but you, you'll never be perfect with security. It's all about risk management and, and it's about evaluating what's the risk. I mean, you've, you've done this multiple times, even just on this episode, right? Oh, we classify our third-party software into tiers. We classify our servers into tiers. Yep. You know, I've, I've heard of people saying, hey, we classify our employees into tiers of risk that, you know, the chief financial officer is more risk than, you know, an MA that might be on, on the floor or something, right? And so it's interesting. Is that how you approach all of your cybersecurity is saying, okay, what's the risk and what's the risk that we want to take because we can't do everything? Right. So the, the, so the, the risk is at two different levels, right? You get the risk to the patient, which is our, our tier one system uh-huh. that we have to bring, for example, labor and delivery or you know, maternity. 
-hmm. we need these people these people to be on the monitor and we be we need to be able to get their information so we can treat them so mm -hmm. that's that's the risk to the patient and then you also have the risk to the business and uh for example well chronos you brought up chronos earlier yeah uh which was a, a major disaster which by the way we treated obviously as a, as a disaster because it hit us pretty hard Mm -hmm. um, but we also did our um, our exercise on what could we have done better during the uh, even though we had nothing to do with it. What could we right. have done better in in reacting to 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 the event? So, yeah, we're looking at uh, pretty much you know two different levels of of risk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Kronos hit most of healthcare, so you weren't alone with that. And I think there's a lot of lessons that are going to be learned. Uh, ironically, we learned a lot from Katrina about disaster recovery, right? Hurricane Katrina, and there was all the sessions. I think we're going to have a whole series of sessions at those conferences your team's attending about what did we learn from Kronos ransomware and third parties. Yes. So that's fair. Cool. Well, we'd like to wrap up our, all our uh, CIO podcast episodes with a little bit of career advice or career perspective. What's the best piece of career advice that you've been given? Um, uh, pretty much what I was saying in the beginning, which was uh, I, I got a CIO who was also pretty big in mentoring his uh, mm -hmm. his folks, and uh, uh, he uh, he sent me to conferences. I wasn't going to conferences as uh, as often as I wanted to, and that's one of the first thing he did is hey, you need to attend the hymns. Uh, uh -huh. because it's technology and security which uh you know it's a the biggest conference out there for 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 that so mm -hmm. um i i say you know mentor mentor your folks develop them as much as you can uh to me that that that's really uh, it, you make a mark because if you ever have to leave your 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 people are are better than they were when you started so that that to me that's pretty important right yeah, we're kind of in the midst of all the health IT conferences in the fall. There's so many of them. Do you have any tips for people as they go to conferences on, you know, is it the sessions? Is it the networking? Is it the vendor relationship? Is it all of those things? Or, or how do you approach conferences to get the most out of them? Well, for me, it's the speaking. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that makes I, sense as we talked I, about. Yeah, I just went to a uh, the HFMA, which is the financial conference in uh, in Atlantic City, and uh, spoke over there for an hour on uh, on disaster recovery, actually, uh -huh. and business continuity. And uh, but, that, but that's that you know that's to me. But you, you're right, uh, absolutely. The the networking is really important. The vendor relationship is is pretty important, also. Um, and there are some some excellent sessions. Hey, you know, I was speaking, so I hopefully my session is pretty good. But yeah, well, I think we all have a lot to learn from each yeah. other, right? I, I think that's that's the reality, especially yeah. in cybersecurity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Francois, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you sharing these insights and perspectives, your experience with cybersecurity and healthcare. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcast application. Thanks, Francois. Thank you. It was great being, uh, meeting you and uh, having this conversation. Thanks.